Bernard. I am running for re-election to the position of police commissioner for District 2. District 2 runs roughly from John R. to Southfield, really from 8 Mile to Finkel. Please share your Detroit background and relationship to Detroit. Your history of being a Detroiter. Oh, I was born in District 2. I was born on, I mean, I was raised on Lawton and Finkel. I went to St. Gregory School on Dexter and Finkel, and between uh, Dexter and between Finkel and Chalfont. I went to Wayne State University's Monteith Honors College. I finished college in three years. Then I went to Wayne's Law School. I finished law school at Wayne State University Law School, and then I went back to school and earned a master's of law at the University of Pennsylvania Law School after writing an almost 400-page thesis. And I was the first African-American to earn a master's of law from Penn, which is an Ivy League school, as you know. Tell the story of what led you to run for office. But, but, but really, well, first of all, I served as the lawyer for the Board of Police Commissioners for a while, and then I went back into private practice. So I understand the police department. I understand how the commission works. The commission is an 11-member body. Seven are elected by district, like city council. Four are appointed by the mayor. The, the commission is the oversight board for the police for, for the police department. And what led me really this time to, to run for, for a police commission was, quite frankly, what I thought were abuses of the current leadership of the commission regarding the community as well as uh, commissioners. Uh, the arresting of a commissioner, Willie Burton, for simply saying he was against uh, facial recognition, etc., uh, these kind of things are just totally, you know, unprecedented, and and they are a violation of civil civil liberties. So this was, this has always been a passion of mine. Uh, I've been a public interest lawyer my entire career. I headed legal services for 16 years. I've argued and won three cases in the Michigan Supreme Court that were all engaged, all involved public interest issues that changed the law for the state of Michigan. So I just was fed up quite frankly. And I decided to run in order to try to correct, one, the abuses within the commission that were happening, as, as well as provide, if you will, sort of greater oversight with respect to the police department on critical community issues. What is your understanding of the duties of the office you are running for? Yes. Uh, the commissioners serve, there's no salary. So this is truly a labor of love. I get about 300 pages of material every Wednesday. It was delivered before I came here today. Tomorrow, we will have a police commission meeting. They generally last from 3 until 6 p.m. Um, they are, and the department, uh, of course, reports to us on various aspects of, the, of what's going on. If there's been a, a major shooting or something, they report on those things. And, we, and then they report on what's happening under various policies, like facial recognition. I get reports every week on criminal activity, uh, in terms of part one crimes versus part two crimes, part one being where a person has been hurt, usually with a gun, or a person has been killed, something like that. So there are regular reports. We ask the uh, the chief, the chief attends the meetings, although Chief Craig didn't attend very much. He's, he would always send one of his deputy chiefs. But they report every every at every meeting, and once a month we'll also have, like this is, like like we'll have your precinct, come and, and report on what's happening. Each precinct reports also once a month. So that's how that's really what it does. And we, we create policies. We also uh, approve any disciplinary action uh, for uh, a police officer and uh, just run the department, if you will. The, the department is a $600 million entity. 
it, it's it's the largest budget item in the city of Detroit's budget. So it's it's a very important department, both from a public safety standpoint as well as from a financial standpoint. Well, well, well one. Um, what I would do differently is we have a number of policies that I think need to be actively reviewed by, by the public and by the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Council Member Sheffield just this past week proposed an ordinance that would start to restrict uh, what we're doing in terms of uh, facial recognition, the amount of electronic surveillance of Americans right now and, and of Detroiters is is actually, you know, unbelievable. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe how much it really is. So, you know, looking at, at, at these kinds of things, examining these things, unfortunately, uh, when we review things, we only usually hear the department's position. There, There's we don't have like a community meeting or anything where people can come and voice, you know, their opinions, or we don't invite experts on the on the issue, like a professor of law from the law school or something, to talk about the other side. I'd, I'd like to see that happen far more often, as opposed to just sort of rubber stamping um, the matters that the, that the chief brings to us in the chief's format. What's your definition of police reform? Do you feel it's needed in Detroit? If so, in what ways? What is your position on facial recognition technology? Well, several things. I, I actually have a five-point plan, and I can certainly share that with you. But, uh, but, but, but currently, one of the things that I would like to implement now is sort of a retraining, if you will, every at least let's say three times a year, uh, of police officers uh, regarding civil liberties issues and regarding demeanor, regarding courtesy. One of the things that bothers me the most is the fact that uh, black males in particular, I think are targeted by the police, both black and white. And a friend of mine said that uh, the only place it's safe for four or five black men to be is on a basketball court. And unfortunately that's true. Because a lot of car, if you're just riding along and you see four black guys in a car or five, then, you know, it's like your antenna goes up. You know, they, they must be involved in some sort of criminal activity. They've got to have weed or they've got to have weapons or they've got to do something. And, and, and th that's a real problem for me because, because number one, it, you don't have a right to do that. You know, you don't have a right to just stop a car because of the complexion of the people in it and then toss the car, which includes pulling everybody out the car, usually sitting them on the curb, um, you know, going through the trunk, going through the uh, the car, going through all the things in the car, like your purse or my purse or whatever, and and continuing that way. This is, this is very troubling to me because it doesn't happen to white people. I want us to be accorded the, 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 the same courtesy uh, and, and, and respect that, uh, that, that white, five white kids get routinely. Do you support qualified immunity for police officers? Well, qualified immunity um, actually, in some respects, helps the victim. And let me tell you why. Because if I'm a cop and you sue me, let's say I've assaulted you or something, and you sue me and all you can do is take what I have, you don't get very much. You don't get the $28 million that George Floyd's family get got. You don't get the money that uh, Breonna Taylor's family received. I mean, keeping the city or the municipality in the loop or the state government, if it's state police, uh, is, is important. Uh, now, whether or not, 
I, I, I doubt seriously if you could get, if you, if we could recruit police officers, if there was no qualified immunity, because every other government official has qualified, has, has qualified immunity. If, if they mess up your tax returns or something else, or, or you get hurt at Kensington Park or Belle Isle, um, you, those, the people that were maintaining the park that were enforced, they don't, they, they can't be sued personally. You have to sue the state. So, in terms of public jobs where people are interacting with the public, that immunity is there uh, to protect that person so you, you can get somebody to do that job. Because you don't want somebody to come in here and take your house because you thought you were doing your job. And even though you messed up on your job, let's say, you know, uh, still, you still don't want to lose everything that you, your pension and everything else you've worked for. What is your position on adding social support resources to assist with non-criminal activities involving police? Well, generally, all of the issues that the police are engaged with are, are quite frankly, criminal. They're a violation of some statute or some law. But I am very much in favor of, of social services being in, engaged. We've started that in two precincts. We've started it in downtown Detroit. Uh, where they now have social workers there for, for mental illness people, for people who are mentally ill, as well as I think it's the 8th Precinct. They're trying it out. But those, those are the only two places where if you're acting crazy on the street or doing stuff, they can call somebody who is not a police officer who will arrest you, of course, handcuff you, um, uh, and so forth, in order to address you and your concerns. Unfortunately, I think it's. I think the problems are getting worse in terms of, um, in terms of mental illness and and societal issues because so many resources have been eliminated uh, from the community. What do you see as the future of Detroit? I I like what I see in terms of the future of Detroit. There have been lots of improvements in the city of Detroit. I mean, it's a better city in many respects. The only thing that really bothers me, quite frankly, is the fact that there aren't enough black people uh, involved in government. We still are the vast, 80, 85 percent of the city. You don't see that within the leadership of the community. I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying that because we have a white mayor. I'm just saying everybody else. I mean, the, the, he's the CEO. He's a good CEO, uh, chief executive officer. But but it bothers me that 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 blacks aren't partic aren't aren't allowed in, if you will, to participate and lead and be as engaged as as they should be in the community. Why should Detroiters vote for you? Well, I'm the only lawyer on the board of police commissioners. As a matter of fact, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Reverend Holly, Reverend Jim Holly, calls me Thurgood because I'm always raising these issues that I'm like they can't do that, you know, this, that, and the other. Anyway. Um, I'm the only lawyer on the board. I have a, I have a strong, very, very strong relationship and have developed it over the years with the community because I had legal services for 16 years. I created things like an AIDS law center when people had lesions on their skin, and I hired them. I, had a, I, I created a children's law center. I created a bankruptcy law center for people who couldn't get their debts handled. Just saw for free all through all through legal services. A senior citizens law center still doing very very well. Um, a, a number of things like that, and, and programs in the Detroit public schools, street law, things like that. I mean, I am totally uh, committed uh, to 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 the community, and of course to the to to the African American community in in particular, but. The uh, so these are the, the things that I think we have to work on with the with the city of Detroit. Um, we've got to be more engaged. We've got to be more visible. We're smart people. 
I'm smart. So uh, you're smart. And everyone in this room is smart. So we have the ability, you know, to do the job, do it right, um, and give 200%. And I just like to see, I think, more of that. But in terms of the police department, I'm very comfortable with the selection that we made unanimously for Chief White to be the interim chief. We're doing, as you know, a, a national search right now. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, but, and so we'll see what, how that turns out. But, uh, yeah, the, the police in our community are standing down. I, I think you're probably aware of that. Because just recently, when that guy was going around and around the police car, making the figure eights, he was taunting the police officer. He wanted the police to pursue him. He wanted to engage in a high-speed chase with a police car. He went around for all the time. Police officer sat there, had his dash cam on, body cam on. That's incident, incidentally, that's very important because that's mandatory now. So, uh, and he watched him. They got his face. They got what he looked like. They got the license plate. They got everything. And the next morning at seven o'clock, when he least expected it, they were at his door with the tow truck, picked up the car. We forfeited the car, uh, and he went straight to jail. It's questionable whether whether he'll ever get his driver's license back. And and that's how we're handling things now. We're, we're standing back, standing down, not trying to engage. Because when you engage with a police officer, it can be a lethal encounter immediately because they have about four cartridges of bullets right here. They've got a gun here. Sometimes they have other guns on their ankles and stuff, and they have a taser. And a, what, is that? A, what I call a billy club, they call it something else. But that is a steel weapon, and you have no chance in most cases. So it's best that they you know, stand back. I, I say, I say, we're like, Sha we're like Shaquille O'Neal. You know, people do stuff to him all the time, but he just stands back because he knows he can crush you. So, so, so there, so, so there's no Shaq attack. You know, <laughs> you know, uh -uh. You know? but I, I really appreciate this opportunity to share with you my thoughts and my views. And I'm very impressed by your operation. And if there's anything you need me to do or come or do something, let me know, or if it's something you want from the police department, period. I'm, I'm available. And I always advise people informally, at least on legal issues as well, if you have a problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lawyer in Michigan, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, D.C., the U.S. Supreme Court, the U.S. International Court of Trade, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit, and Federal uh, District Court in Michigan and in Pennsylvania. In, in Pennsylvania. So I kind of know something.